Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today I have a very special guest. One of my friends, Vale Dewan, is on here today. Vale is in Florida, and Vale was at ADP before he was able to break into medical device sales, and I'm really excited to hear his experience there that he can share to everyone um, and why he was at ADP, and also just being now breaking in with one of the top medical device companies in the world as a an associate rep and just learning about the, those job duties as well. So Vale, thank you so much for hopping on today's podcast. Sure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. Well, like I said, Vale's in sunny Florida living the dream right now, um, but he worked his butt off to get where he's at. And Vale would just like to kind of hear your journey. Yeah. So, um, you know, going through college, I never thought I'd be in this industry. Uh, I, I did a pre-med program in high school. My parents were both physicians. Um, I just always thought I was on the doctor path. Um, come senior year or junior, senior year, I kind of realized that wasn't for me. So I, I was scrambling to find something that would suit me. And first I thought I wanted to do physics because I was doing really well in physics class as a major. And then uh, all my friends were in business and I was always talking to them about their classes. So I took a lot of business classes and wanted to do something finance related um, for a while. And then I saw an opening at ADP. Um, my roommate happened to be doing a internship for a payroll company as well. So I, I had a lot of experience there just kind of helping him strategize with his sales. So kind of fell in love with it. And just jumped right in. I needed, needed a job to be honest. I need to start paying the bills. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. I love it. So how long were you at ADP? Uh, two years, two years. Okay. So I started, I started as an associate, um, associate like role. That's, that's, it's basically you get a territory, but once you sell a certain amount, you get promoted to a full line district manager. So associate district manager to district manager and basically just worked my butt off. I was in more of a remote territory, so I had control over everything and just progressed from there. Love it, man. Um, so at what point did you think, Hey, I'm going to look at medical device sales. Yeah. So I, I always had an eye towards the, the medical device sales. It's always something I want to get back in the hospitals. I wanted to, feel like I'm making a difference and help people also have, you know, just be part of something bigger. So after I feel like I, I went as far as I could go uh, with the payroll sales, as far as learning every day, I wanted to just do something more challenging and, and more rewarding and have the opportunity for, you know, more compensation and, and just make a bigger impact. I love that, man. I love that. Yeah. And and like I said, guys, the reason I'm really excited to have Vail is because if you guys have reached out to anybody, the number one thing they will say is go work at an ADP, a payroll, a, a job similar to uh, Vail's. And Vail, I would love to have you just touch on, you know, like it's not easy where you were to, to get it because yeah. you have to perform and show your numbers there to get your foot in the door for medical device. Yeah. So first of all, um, I wanted to spell, cause I never saw myself as a, as a natural salesperson. I just kind of, 
I was always open to new new things. So I jumped into it and it scared me a lot. I thought I was just going to be thrown in with something to sell and not knowing what I was doing, but they, they structure it. It's, it's a lot of work. It's very hard, but they give you the, just like with medical device sales, they give you the tools you need to succeed. And the only reason you don't succeed is if you don't work. So they're going to give you training. They're going to give you marketing resources. They're going to set you up with a few COIs, but you also have to build your own centers of influence, make your own connections. So as long as you're hustling, like, like I said, I'm not a natural salesperson. They'll set you up for success. So don't be afraid of that. And touching on the training, just really good training helps you get out of your comfort zone, um, helps you get a lot of rejection because you might face that, especially with like, interviews for medical device sales. So yep. it just helps you come out of your shell and, and realize your sales style because it's different for for everybody honestly yeah i love that i love that and so now you were able to break in as an associate rep with one of the top medical device companies in the world and can you kind of just tell us about that journey um in itself you know maybe how many places you applied uh the interview process that you went through to land the job that you currently have yeah i uh i went through quite a few maybe like 15 or 20 interviews over the course of a year, when I decided this is what I wanted to do, the first few kind of kept caught me off guard because they're a lot more intense than what I was used to. But once you get like your first one, you just got to know you're going to bomb your second one. Maybe they start asking the same amount, the same similar questions, lean on your recruiter. If you have a recruiter and just kind of get into, you'll just get that experience and it will come naturally. So then you'll start nailing, um, and getting on the short list or getting up there just because you you know what to say, you know how to present yourself. And that's when you really have to go the extra mile and reach out to people, get people on your side. And uh, it, it's, and it, it just sucks when it's, when you put all you have into one job and then you, you figure out you got second place. I mean, you just got to pick up, start with the next one that happened to me a few times, but I mean, you, you just, it's just what you got to do. I love that, man. I love that you touched on it real quick uh, for everyone listening. If you don't know what a short list is, a short list is when, you know, they they're looking for a job. They already have a couple candidates that they're going to look at interviewing first. You made the list of, Hey, I liked this guy. A recruiter can help you with that. Or, you know, I got on the short list a couple of times by just reaching out to so many people and they're like, Hey, this job's not open yet. Um, but eventually will be, but it's funny that you say that, man. Cause I actually, the podcast right before this, uh, was that my mistakes in medical device. Um, I told people, I actually went through like 15 or 20 interviews as well. Um, and I told people my first two, three bombed, like exploded. Cause like, you just don't know what to expect. Right. Um, the questions yeah. it's, it's like, and then I tell people, I kind of explain it like sports. After you've done it five, 10 times, it's like watching film. You've already seen it. You know what's coming and you can start preparing for those questions to get you ready for the interview. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of times in your mind, you'll be prepared. You'll, and you'll have a, an idea of the way it will go. And then everything you've studied and you think will impress them, they just touch on it for a second and then completely just take a, a, a 90 degree angle and talk about something else that you thought maybe wouldn't be in the interview process. So in your mind, you thought you were so prepared and that this is the way it was going to go and they'll take it somewhere else. And sometimes they'll do that on purpose just to challenge you. I was just going to say on purpose. And I tell people um, sometimes they would be trying to make me close in the middle um, just so they could reject yeah. me. So they wanted to see how I responded during that interview. Um, to, do I bounce back or did I just like, oh, dang, I got defeated. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I love that you touched on that. Uh, that's a great point to everybody that's listening. Again, you're not going to 
that first one, you're, you'll be very rare if you're, you nail the first one and you get that job offer. Um, that wasn't the case for me, not for you either. Um, but yeah, yeah it's a, it's a great, great point that you make with that. So now that you, you've broken in your, your in medical device, can you kind of give us, you know, your journey so far, what, uh, what it's been like and maybe some things that you didn't uh, expect, because that's one thing I've mentioned on here. You know, everyone told me it was like drinking from a fire hose. Um, and then I was like, Oh yeah, no worries. And then I get in and I'm like, they were right. So I would love to just hear your experience so far and maybe tips to people once they eventually break in, what to kind of expect. Um, sure. So, I mean, you never really completely grasp because so many things can happen until you're actually in it. Like there's no average day you'll plan for a day and then you'll have a cancellation You'll have a last minute. You'll have someone who calls you for who's saying, hey, we need you at the the hospital right now. We forgot to let you know. So you got to prioritize. And a lot of it, as far as what surprised me the most, was sometimes you'll be in situations where there there is no good route. If something's, for example, if you have to break hard news to a doctor in the middle of a case like say they have to something's going wrong or they have to replace some disposables that you're using you have a choice you can either cross your fingers and hope that you you know if it's going to go well or you can tell the doctor hey let's replace these disposables it looks like it was set up wrong so you'll be put in situations where it's a lose-lose and you have to prioritize um, which is more important and it's always going to be the leaning in the the care of the patient. So like I said, I've been in that situation where I had, I'd had to stop the procedure and say, Hey, just, just to be sure, let's go ahead and reset up the equipment. I don't want to hope that it goes well. Whereas a more shy person would, you know, not, not be able to do that. So you'll be put in situations where there is no, there's no good answer. And they're looking for someone who, who can think on their feet and and they can trust because me as being an ASR, my, TM, when I'm there, like he trusts me. He, he doesn't need to call me and ask me how it went. I can give him notes, but you're you're really it's just a lot of weight, and you'll feel it too. If something doesn't go right, you'll you'll take it really personally, like it's your fault, even if it's something that was completely out of your control and maybe in someone someone else's fault. You'll just take that if a, if a case doesn't go well. So it, it's hard it's hard to manage those as well. Just yeah. the psychological toll. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, and that's you know we're in the same boat of me being new as well, and that's I tell people that all the time. You know, it they talk about the stress, and and it's a different kind of stress, right? Like it might not be this giant thing, but it it does weigh on you if uh, if something doesn't go as well as you wished. You know, you're playing it back in your head as you leave, and you're like, dang, you know. So there is that to be said. Um, but I do want to touch on real quick, just because we haven't had many associate sales rep on here. Can you kind of tell you tell what the duties are of an associate sales rep, and then also kind of touch on uh, just back on that interview process of like, what would you say? Um, in the, for, for specifically for the associate, because I always tell people it's a little different than if you were going for like a territory manager role or a full line sales rep. So I would love to just hear your advice. Yeah, on that. So, so the first tricky question I would say that they're going to ask you for an associate sales rep is, um, are you looking to progress and how fast? So there's two, it's a double edged sword. They want to hear that you're hungry and that you want to go through the process and pro- progress 
but they also don't want to get the impression that you uh, you're going to be bored within the first two months just doing support and that you're going to leave. So you kind of have to talk on both sides of your mouth and answer, hey, listen, I want to progress. I'm going to keep learning. Um, but I also understand it's it's a two-year process. I'm not going to, and I understand you're, you're not going to put me into something I'm not ready for, but I'm always looking, I'm always hungry. So that's, that's the hardest answer because if you answer either way, you're wrong almost. You kind of got to balance that tightrope. And uh, as far as my day-to-day, it is a lot of support. Um, there, you're always selling, though. You're always selling. So every case, you're selling it. So even if the doctor has, or the hospital, or, or clinic, whatever your product is, has it's invested in your product, there's always a competitor knocking at the door, trying to get uh, case coverage, trying to get in. So every single case is a sale. Yep. So you... You have to, and, and, a, and a big thing is controlling the narrative, right? So if your case goes wrong, you don't know what the nurse is thinking. You don't know what the doctor's thinking, what the scrub tech is thinking, what the, the residents are thinking, because it could honestly be um, one of them made a mistake and the case is going wrong, but the rest of them didn't catch that. So you have to kind of have like a, a huddle at the end of the case, say, hey, this is what happened. This is why it happened. And that's, that's honestly selling. So just keeping, even though you're not physically selling it, is just making sure everyone's happy. I love that. Keeping that and relationship. Then, exactly. And then uh, as far as the, I mean, they want salespeople and the associate role. You're going to get pushback. If you don't have sales experience, they're going to say, why should I hire you? You don't have a sales experience. If you don't have a large experience, whatever you don't have, they're going to bring up and push. They just want to see how you react. So don't let that get you down. Um, a big thing I did was made them comfortable by, by doing what you can do to set yourself apart is every single product that like, you're going to know which product you're going to be selling when you're interviewing, know the product, know the competitors, but also go on Google scholar and look up some clinical papers. Every single person selling knows like in the back of their mind, the four five or six papers that, uh, that show the clinical studies that show why their product is superior. So if you even just bring up one or two of those studies, it becomes less of an interview and more of like you catch them off guard almost. They're like, wow, how did you know that? You looked that up. How do you think about that? And it's, it's an open discussion because we even bring up our clinical, our, our papers that show we're clinically better and we'll bring them up and as a discussion to doctors because- yep you'll learn in research, nothing is set in stone. This is what this paper says. This is what that paper says. It becomes a discussion. So if you can bring that up and show you went the extra mile, uh, it, it just becomes a conversation and less of an interview. So that's what really helped me out. I love that, man. That's great. That's great advice. We haven't had anyone say that here. So if you guys are listening, again, taking it, take that advice and just think about this is one thing I always like to put on there is like, when you do that, you're thinking outside the box, um, especially if in the interview. And that just shows that you went beyond the extra mile thinking outside the box to now set yourself apart in that interview process. Oh, yeah. And you, you've always got because, like I said, there's no uh, average day. Um, and they want to hear if you have sales experience, if you have uh, whether it be real estate, uh, your own business selling yourself, they want to hear creative ways that you've gotten what you what you've wanted. And that's what I brought in the interview as well at, at ADP, I had to find creative ways, whether, whether it was leveraging my relationships, mm-hmm. um, you know, calling, um, 
having setting up meetings a certain way, just as soon as you get a no, you want to turn it into a yes. And that's what they want to hear is creativity because there's not an as easy way from A to A to B. There's a thousand ways to do it. And they just want you to be creative. I love that, man. I love that so much. Uh, and real quick, before we jump into that next question, the one thing I did want to touch on that you you brought into uh, the interview process that I didn't get to speak on to was that roller coaster, the roller coaster of the interview process and yeah. how it's a roller coaster, even in your day to day, once you get the position, you know what I mean? And I just tell people um, that six months when I was trying to interview, trying to get a job, it's a roller coaster every single day. You know, it's like one day you, you made a right connection and you're like, Oh, they got a lead. And then the next day they're like, they're going with someone else. Your heart's crushed. And um, like you said, just anyone who's listening, that's going through this process, just know it's a roller coaster. Find the positives. Remember why you're getting into this, why you want to be in this industry. Um, Because there's going to be days while you're working too. Like if you have a bad case, it's a roller coaster, right? It can yeah. go up and down. Yeah, it's, but it's definitely all worth it at the end of the day. Yes, hundred percent. You always want to keep just keep just keep interviewing, keep going. If, if if you have your mind set to it, it's not if, it's when. Yep. Some people will get it in three months. Some will take two or three years. And um, the big thing is ask for feedback. If you're going a year without getting the position, ask like why didn't I get it, and then solve that issue. The reason I um, the feedback I was getting was I was a little bit more quiet. So I had to make sure to be more outgoing, talk more and, and you know, kind of engage a lot more um, as far as anyway. So, so ask for feedback, always ask for feedback and then fix that and then take that, carry that with you into the next interview. I love it, man. Adapt and adjust and make sure. it happen. That's awesome. And Vale, want to just go into, you know, if you can give advice to anybody that's listening to right now, a lot of the people are people trying to break in. Um, would just love to hear your advice that you give to someone trying to break in, whether they have ex- sales experience or if they don't, if there's something common there, or if you want, even want to break it up into two pieces, would just love to hear what you would have to say to those people. Um, yeah. So just do, I guess, do everything. If, if it could be one thing, I would say know yourself, know your strengths and your weaknesses. Like I said, my, my weakness, I mean, I had the sales number. So, so know your strength, play off your strengths, kind of lead, lead uh, the conversation to your strengths. Um, but also know your weaknesses. If they catch you off guard on something, they're going to just hammer on that. It doesn't matter what, I mean, numbers you put up um, in your last job or how good you think you are, or how smart you think you are. So know your weaknesses and just kind of study up and then, and then find out what works for you. What worked for me was just religiously studying, studying, studying um, the product. A lot of it didn't make sense because you're just going to read and, and nothing's going to make sense when you're researching because the medical device companies put out such little information and, and it's so hard to find. So piece together what you can. You're not going to understand any of it. When you're going through the process, you're going to know what you're, you're going to be selling. And then when you're reaching out, bring that to the conversation. So with the product that I was with, I, I did just that. I looked it up. Nothing was making sense. There was terms I didn't know. Um, and I wasn't going to get that from keep reading because it's just a lot of buzzwords. I wrote down as much as I could. And then I started reaching out and took that and, and kept reaching out and formed those relationships. So instead of the normal conversation of, hey, I want to break into medical device sales. This is my sales experience. This is why I want to do it. 
it was right into, hey, this is relevant to this product in this industry. Um, what do you think about this? Or how did you overcome this or that? It's, it's, and just go down the list of what do they mean? I'm looking up the product. What does it mean by this? Because it's, it's so hard to find information online. Um, use, use the people as a resource. They're, they're going to tell you, you'll learn more in five minutes of speaking to someone that is in the position you want to be than you will hours of, of researching online. Because it's, it's not a lot of information is out there. I'm so glad you said that, man. Again, I said that on the last uh, interview or the last podcast, but what you just said, people listen to is like, you're going to learn whenever I, whenever there was a job opening, I found out what the job position was and if I was interviewing for it and I added every single human being that was in that job position. And then I reached out to them because like you just said, they're going to give you the cheat sheet is what I tell people. They're going to tell you like, for example, you could have six products in your bag and they might be like, Hey, these two products are great. And these four suck, but we're always going to focus on these two, right? They're going to just give you, Hey, then talk about these two in your interview, talk about why they're great. Um, And then also, I, I always love the pros, the cons, you know, each division's different, each company's different, each one's ran differently. So you guys are able to get that cheat sheet right away when you're talking to someone in the position and they can give you their honest feedback compared to, you know, reading something you might not totally understand if you're on the website. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I mean, it's, it's written. So where like you have to be a clinician or well-versed to understand. So lean on people. And like you said, reach out to everyone. That's what I did. Um, if anyone ever gets you pushback, that's that's not normal. If they'll either ignore you because they're so busy, or they'll they'll be excited to help you out. You don't ever feel like you're bothering anyone. Reach out to everyone, but then also think like, if you don't want to be bothering them, don't bother them um, with just useless things. Like, hey, uh, this is what the manager said. Do you think I got the job? It's like, no. Hey, I found this piece of information. Uh, what do you think about something engaging, something people love talking about their job, something to get them excited. So if you can, if people can remember that they were excited and they were impressed by you, they're just going to remember that. They're not going to remember what you said. They're going to remember how they felt when they spoke to you. So I love that, man. So that that, is, you'll never uh, be bothering someone with useful information and engaging conversation. That's awesome. That's great advice. Uh, I love that you said that. And then, you know, like you said, people are going to remember how they feel. And, and then also, if you can get that, we always would just talk about is if you can get them talking about themselves or talking about their job. Cause like we said, people love their job and like helping people. But if you can ask good questions to get them talking, they're going to remember that compared to if you call them and just talk about yourself for 30 minutes, trying to tell them why you exactly. should be medical device sales. Exactly. And open-ended questions are great. Um, you can get the person not rambling, but just extrapolating because they'll, they'll just drop so much knowledge that you're going to have to, try to write down because it's, it's there every day. They don't, they don't think, uh, Oh, I'm going to tell them this nugget of information or this nugget of information. If you can just get them talking casually, it will just, you'll get the information out of them. I love that. Well, Vale, thank you so much, man, for jumping on today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And also just all the nuggets you just dropped to our sure. listeners, everybody, if you're listening, please go back, re-listen to it and write down some of those things that Vale said, because I promise you those were nuggets that you're not going to hear anyone else saying. Um, he dropped a lot of truth right there. So Vale, yeah. thanks again for being on. And I appreciate you making this work with your busy schedule. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Good luck.
I appreciate it. We'll see you guys on the next one. And if you guys haven't, please press that like and subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, if you guys are on the podcast, please leave a five-star review so we can help reach more people and get them in this great industry. Thanks.